Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello, and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you on another fresh episode of Vitality Radio. Thank you so much uh, for all of your support, for your listenership. I appreciate every ear that's willing to listen to what I have to say. I have a wonderful interview for you. I already recorded that earlier in the week, and now I have to deliver my morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Okay, so the rant today is about health freedom. I talk about health freedom a lot. But uh, there are a couple of things happening in uh, the world right now, well, I should say in our nation uh, here in America and uh, in Utah, where I live specifically. And uh, I don't like to get into politics much unless it has to do with health and health freedom. But it seems like everything is political today, and that is the problem, with food becoming political, medicine becoming political, and of course, the desires of the state or federal governments to mandate medical interventions, regardless of personal, religious, or philosophical beliefs, it's all very political. But rest assured, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't care if you love Trump or Bernie or any one of the other potential Democrat uh, contenders. What I care about is personal liberty, especially when it comes to my own personal sovereign nation, my body and the bodies of my children. What I mean by that is I govern my own body. I get to choose if I want to take a vitamin, drink a Coke, take a drug, or swish with fluoride. Oh, wait. No, I don't get to choose on the fluoride. I get to bathe in fluoride now. I get to drink fluoride when I go out to eat or use a drinking fountain, or I get to spend a lot of money to filter it out of my own water. Thanks to a propaganda-ridden campaign and a willfully undereducated populace, the government decided that I am not free to choose what chemicals I want with my water. Now, this rant isn't about fluoride or my belief that fluoride does far more harm than good. Once again, I don't care what your position is on fluoride even. What I care about is my freedom to take care of my own health. This includes both what I do want in my body and, more importantly, what I do not want in my body. I am constantly baffled by a number of aspects of this issue. Why does anyone want to give up their personal liberty to take care of their health as they see fit? Why do we have this seemingly blind trust in government agencies when it comes to our health but we almost universally distrust the government in almost every other area. Why should anyone be forced to medicate themselves with anything, regardless of the so-called scientific consensus? 
And why do so many in this country choose to abdicate their responsibility for their health to their doctor, a pharmaceutical company, or their elected officials? I am using political terms here for a reason. Let me further define these terms. A sovereign nation is a nation that has one centralized government that has the power to govern a specific geographic area. Under the definition set by international law, a sovereign nation has a defined territory with just one government. Another definition of sovereign is possessing supreme or ultimate power. So when I make the statement that I am a sovereign nation, I mean that I am in control of the geographic region that is my physical body. That is the defined territory of which I have supreme and ultimate power. When I say abdicate, that is to renounce one's throne or fail to fulfill or undertake a responsibility or duty. I choose not to abdicate my throne, and I and I alone take full responsibility for my body and its health. So, why do I bring this up today? Well, for two reasons. First, here in Utah, where I live, right now there is a bill called SB 323. It calls for annual mental health screenings to be done at schools on all children. This bill would require the Utah Board of Education and the Division of Substance Abuse and Mental Health to develop or select a mental health screening tool that would be given to every Utah student annually. Representative Steve Eliason's House Bill 323 would also require the Division of Substance Abuse and Mental Health to collect, store, and analyze data on every Utah student. The screenings would be done online. The agency would then work with the State Board of Education to make recommendations for interventions with students based on the results of a mental health screening. Now, this is so wrong on about every imaginable level. First, no tool fits every child. The Board of Education has no right or ability to assess mental health in anyone. The Division of Substance Abuse and Mental Health, above all others, should recognize that the so-called interventions would mostly be drugs that are psychoactive, addictive, and potentially deadly, being that suicidal thoughts and ideations are two of the most scary of side effects of all of these drugs. And storing your child's mental health information in a database not protected by HIPAA laws is an unbelievable breach of privacy. But above all, I am quite capable of raising my children without you government tools. Uh, sorry, misspoke. Your government tool. My children are my responsibility, not yours. Now, the second reason that I'm bringing this up today is even more terrifying. Unfortunately, due to pollution and a variety of other factors, I am under assault and have little control over some aspects of what gets into my body. I breathe toxic air outside. I breathe toxic air inside. Any home or business that uses a Glade plug-in, a scented candle, Febreze, Lysol, or a myriad of other chemicals. It stinks. I mean, literally. But those all fall short of someone actually dictating to me that I have no choice but to have toxic additives in my water or a needle stuck in my arm. And of course, far worse than this is the idea that some bought and paid for government agency is going to force me to put something into my child. Right now, it is all very political. We have a presidential election coming up, and I don't think I have ever seen more outrage on both sides of the aisle. But in 11 years of doing Vitality Radio, 
Never has there been so much at stake when it comes to me protecting my personal sovereignty. I read an article yesterday, and literally every single Democrat is in favor of reducing or eliminating personal and religious exemptions from vaccines. And I meant to say Democratic presidential hopeful. This means that all of them are in favor of forcing you and me to vaccinate our children and grandchildren, regardless of any objections that we may have. Trump has waffled all over the place on his stance. So who knows where he sits, although so far he's not in favor of mandating vaccines. Now, once again, this isn't about vaccination and it isn't about Republicans. It isn't about Democrats. This is about freedom. I believe with all of my heart that we as a nation would be substantially healthier, both physically and mentally, if we were all forced to take magnesium. The literature is incredibly clear on this. We are all deficient, and it plays a role in over 300 enzymatic and cellular processes within our bodies. It is relatively cheap and would save us all money in the end. There would be less need for prescription drugs, less heart disease, less mental illness, and the list goes on. I am 100% convinced of this. On top of that, unlike the ingredients in a vaccine, magnesium is a mineral that we require in our bodies. Yet, I would be the first to stand in line to strike down any bill that adds magnesium to our water supply or forces its injection into our bodies. I simply do not care if I am right about this and that magnesium would create a healthier nation. It is wrong to force people to be healthy as much as it is wrong to force them to be sick. I'm going to say that again because I really believe this is true. It is wrong to force people to be healthy as much as it is wrong to force them to be sick. In the case of vaccines, though, it's a far more complex matter. Some cold hard facts that cannot be disputed regardless of your stance on vaccines. Vaccines have never been subjected to double-blind placebo-controlled studies, ever. There is no long-term safety data or any plan to create this data. We simply do not know how the stacking effect of dozens and dozens of vaccines might eventually affect the human immune system and nervous system. No pharmaceutical drug has ever been produced that has a perfectly safe track record. Pharmaceutical companies are not liable if they injure someone with a vaccine. The Supreme Court itself used the terminology that vaccines are inherently unsafe, even though the CDC and your doctor will tell you repeatedly that they are safe and effective. In America, we have a vaccine court set up specifically to pay out family members of those who have been injured or killed by vaccines. So far, the payouts are over $4.1 billion. So again, it boils down to this. I am a sovereign nation. I am the king and ruler over my body. Until my children are adults, I am also the ruler over their bodies. You, the overreaching, financially and politically biased, underinformed and incompetent government, will not take away my sovereignty when it comes to my health, regardless of your supposed goodwill and intentions. And for you, Democratic hopefuls, I think the saying goes something like this, my body, my choice. I'll be back in a minute. You're listening to me, Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. 
Vitality Nutrition has been serving Utah for over 40 years and Vitality Radio listeners for over a decade. Now we are here to serve you, the Vitality Radio podcast listener. If you have questions about what you have heard on the podcast, give us a call at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email at info at vitalityradiopod.com. We will give you the same great service we have been supplying for years to our local audience. At Vitality Nutrition, we do it old school. We like to talk to you and answer your health questions one-on-one. So call us, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or email us at info at vitalityradiopod.com. All right, welcome back to Vitality Radio. I am your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you again. I hope you enjoyed the rant, and uh, I think no matter how much you enjoyed it, you're going to love the next part of the show. I had a thrilling conversation, and that's funny because I'm such a geek when it comes to this stuff, but to me, it was thrilling talking about magnesium and alternative ways to uh, get it into our bodies uh, just a month or so ago with my next guest, and it was uh, really, really interesting. I found her to be a wealth of knowledge and uh, took way too much of her time, so I decided I'd better get her on record and get her on this show uh, so that we can learn more. Her name is Joan. Schrader. She is the owner of Health and Wisdom. She has a PhD in plant medicine. She is a naturopathic doctor, a master herbalist, and a reflexologist. And the list actually goes longer than that. We don't have time to talk about all her credentials. Trust me, she's super smart. Joan, thank you for joining us on Vitality Radio. Thank you, Jared. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate the, the wonderful introduction. I'm excited to have you. I've been digging deep, and anyone who listens to the show on a regular basis knows that I've been, uh, well, (laughs) recently foot deep in magnesium, but uh, prior to that, I was uh, taking a deep dive into it and trying to understand it better. It's been on my Vital 5 list for a long time, the Vital 5 being the five things that I think all Americans would benefit from supplementing based on the lack of uh, what we have in our diets and the stresses that we have in our lives nowadays and that type of thing. But I think over the last six months, I've learned more about magnesium than I had my whole life combined prior to that. And a big part of that was a conversation I had with you. So I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, So let's first talk about just magnesium itself. Why do we have this big deficiency here in America? Well, anytime we are under stress. And a stressor to the body is defined by different terms. It's not just emotional stress caused by, well, usually not getting out of our own way or other people, but we have stressors such as environmental, electronics, computers, pollution, um, people, of course, illnesses. Even pregnancy, though it's not an illness, is a definite stressor to the body. So anytime we run into a, a stressor on our body, our magnesium level drops. But I want to go back just a half a step on this because we hear magnesium levels drop and you got to get your levels checked, but we don't really understand what magnesium's part in the body is. If you think of every cell in your body, the inside every cell is where magnesium belongs. And magnesium is the mineral that's responsible for relaxation. Outside of the cells is calcium. And calcium is required for restriction. That's the, the mineral in charge of constriction. So now we understand just that little basic thing, 
We look at when we drop our magnesium levels, stress causes this illness. We, every, the inside of every cell in the body now is reduced. The magnesium is gone or ex, extremely limited. So calcium constrictor will flow to the inside of the cell to protect the cell integrity. But now every cell in your body is tight and constricted. So not only do the cells not function properly, the communication between the cells, the gap that belongs between the cells is wrong. You visualize a, a grape versus a raisin. So we, we now have expanded the gap between the cells. So when our magnesium levels drop, this happens to every cell in the body. So it affects over 300 enzymatic processes, everything from adiponectin in the brain, which controls our weight, to uh, insulin production, to hormone balancing, everything we can think of in the body to get it to function on a normal basis is not compromised. So when we, we think of the different things in our life that can happen and how quickly it can happen, and the fact that only 1% of the magnesium is found in the blood, getting a blood test is kind of pointless. Waste of money, waste of time, waste of blood. So those are the, that's the basic of what magnesium is responsible for. Supplementing it is what's really important because one of the main things that magnesium does is calcium regulation, which now that you understand how the magnesium and calcium works in every cell, once you restore your magnesium, which we want to do as quickly as we lose it, the calcium gets kicked out of the cells. So it regulates the calcium in every cell of the body stopping the constriction, the tightness, the soreness, the muscles, the insomnia, the whole list of things to go on with that. So that's like the, in the nutshell, everything you need to know about magnesium deficiency causes. Yeah. And so when we have the, the, those, those are the causes. The interesting thing with magnesium, I think, and, and I always tell people when I'm explaining it, is that whole calcium thing that, that uh, it's like a yin and yang thing because they're both essential elements that we have to have. But in America, we have this tendency to have a dominant calcium versus magnesium in terms of our diet. And will you try and explain to people why that is? Why is there so much calcium versus magnesium in our diets? Well, a lot of it's just what people want to believe. You know, there, there are industries out there that are making huge money on convincing us we need to consume certain food groups. And it's just not true. What ends up happening, and this is really has always been my irony of life is many people believe they need to consume calcium because we know we need calcium in our bones. But frequently, the items that we consume on a regular dietary level actually is robbing the calcium from our bones. The calcium that we're consuming as humans is virtually unabsorbable to us. So for example, dairy. If you consume a lot of dairy, our bodies, in order to digest the dairy and the calcium that's in that form of, of dairy, it actually takes calcium from our bones to do that. So we are not preventing bone issues and osteoporosis. We are actually contributing to it. And so we have to be very careful that it's just because something says calcium or magnesium, there are, those are over 30 different kinds of magnesium. And there are some that are very popular that are relatively inexpensive for supplement producers to use, but you're only going to get 4 to 10% of what's on the label. So if the label says 250 milligrams of magnesium oxide, which this is the form we're talking about at this point, you're at best, you're only going to get 25 milligrams. So just because something says calcium or something says magnesium or potassium or any of the other minerals, 
doesn't mean it's the best form or the best delivery method for you. So our diets have been so supplemented with extra calcium. It's really tough, particularly when they're forms of calcium that we just, our bodies don't need and we have a hard time processing them. Yeah, exactly. And I, I appreciate that explanation. So if the problem is significant deficiency, then what would be the symptoms that people would notice when they are deficient? The major ones that people will complain about or be the most obvious to them would be insomnia, muscle aches and pains, migraines or headaches. Uh, people will have their legs jumping. They call it restless leg syndrome which actually restless leg syndrome, it, it happens all day, not just at nighttime when people stop. It happens all day randomly, no time for that. The thing that people really are calling restless leg that usually isn't is called periodic limbic disorder. And that's where you've been going all day long, you sit down, you stop, you lay down, and all of a sudden your legs want to keep moving. So that is something that a lot of people will notice. They will get cramps in their muscles. A lot of times in their legs, which then causes more issues at night, uh, just general soreness or stiffness. You know, in the spring when people go out and start gardening and they forgot that they've done nothing all winter long and all of a sudden everything is sore and achy because they've irritated these muscles, well, that would be a stressor to their body. Calcium takes the place. So things become tight and constricted. Those are the, the major the hormonal issues is a big one. I have this huge list of, this may seem kind of odd to you, but this huge list of men that are really grateful that their wives are no longer dealing with PMS and hormonal imbalances and issues and crabbiness. And because that too, it's a natural source of the body. But when the magnesium levels are up, those things just go away, which is really kind of wonderful. So I have this list of men that owe me big. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would dare say that uh, you probably have letters from uh, mothers and fathers uh, with their teenage daughters, uh, similar results, I would imagine. Usually the fathers because the mothers are still in denial that they belong on that list too. <laughs> Fair enough. What about, uh, you, you mentioned restless legs, but uh, I think the biggest thing that I get reported, or maybe it's just the thing that people think they might be able to fix going into a health food store is leg cramps. Oh, absolutely. And that falls into that same area. They don't really, there's two groups of people that I find. There's a group of people that want to be able to call it something. They want a, a name for their condition. Right. Other people don't really care what the name is. They just want it to go away. Right. And, and that's what you're going to find is those muscle aches and pains, people that exercise, people that work out. What we don't realize is how quickly when, when our magnesium is used topically, it can actually cut recovery time in half for athletes. It improves. Uh, my nephew was doing the, the mountain biking, racing, ridiculous power sports, you've lost your mind act routines. But he, was, he started using the magnesium and he was able to recover so quick and be able to get back on the course. And I said, well, you're going to tell all your friends? He goes, no, I'm going to win. <laughs> like, oh, dude, no, <laughs> that's not where we're going with this one. Um, but we do find that because when those muscle aches and pains and cramps come in, we end up with two, and I know we're not quite to the delivery method yet, but I'm going to interject it here. There, there's two ways to get the magnesium into your body effectively. In the case of I've got this muscle cramp right now, you rub it on the outside. Rub it in the area, massage it in. Usually within five to ten minutes, that muscle will relax. Uh, you have people come into the store, they have got a sore shoulder or sore hip. Rub it on there. By the time they finish shopping, the symptoms are gone. The second delivery is through the bottom of the feet. 
And anyone who is familiar with reflexology, uh, even zone therapy, we realize that all of the nerves in the body end in the feet, in the hands, and in the ears. And there are reflex points, acupuncture, acupressure points. They're all in the same area. So when you rub it on the bottom of your feet, you're delivering it from the inside out. When you apply it topically, you're working from the outside in. So you get the double bang for the buck in the immediate issue of this hurts right now, make it, you know, make it better. So topical is great for that. But, you know, longer term, inside from the bottom of the feet really is the best way. Excellent. Okay, so then with the magnesium deficiency, I want to go a little bit further on that, and then we'll start talking about how to actually fill that deficiency uh, the most effectively. But you mentioned athletes, and I think that's important. We get a lot of athletes at Vitality Nutrition. It's one of the biggest parts of our of our business, and we have a lot of people that do uh, something out here. It's called Lodaja. It's the Logan to Jackson uh, bike race. It's only 204 miles, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, something I could do any time that I wanted to, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But these people are crazy. These people that ride 204 miles uh, up, up and down hills, they are, they're hardcore. They come in in the wintertime and they're on what they call their trainer. You know, they're cycling on the inside because here we are in Utah and there's snow and slush and everything all over and it's cold. And so they, but they train all year long and the pinnacle of all that training for a lot of them is that race, that Lodija race. And uh, then you have people that run marathons. And of course you have people in the gym trying to uh, build more muscle and so on and so forth. And the interesting thing to me, and it's frustrating in many cases, is that the people that come into Vitality looking to enhance performance they're almost always looking for things that will make them stronger and give them more endurance and help them with recovery. But those things are mostly limited to things like creatine and protein and branched chain amino acids and pre-workouts and post-workouts and things like that. And yet, correct me if I'm wrong, Joan, these are the people quite possibly that maybe have the highest need for magnesium because of the excess of exercise that they're doing, the amount of sweating that they're doing and everything else. And yet, Nobody, it seems, in the athletic world is ever talking about magnesium supplementation. Well, they'll talk about it some because that world is a big, huge world of pop a pill, drink a, a potion, and I'm going to get better. And it comes down to just poor information. And that's, what, that's where it gets so difficult. And, and you and I have discussed this in the past where just because it's popular doesn't make it true. And just because we believe something doesn't make it true. You know, like you said, this bike riding, no, no problem, 200 some miles, yeah, easy, right? Our definition is very different. <laughs> but we have, yeah, we, we've got these people that they, they, want, they want to be the premier athlete. But, but even on that list of stuff that you said that they're consuming, there's a lot of things on that list that I'm not a big fan. And, you know, the, a lot of animal protein, they're they're off. They're they're not doing themselves a lot of good. Is is my personal opinion on this? Because there are vegan athletes that are ridiculous athletes, and so it, it proves that you don't need the animal protein like they think. But even if they they continue with their diet the way it is, that's fine. Because the what they're doing when they're getting these these extreme workouts and even minor workouts for the moms, you know, moms trying to raise kids that is a full time job. So you know they have their issues. But 
when they were to, when they look at what their diet is doing to their body, what they're doing from a strength standpoint, there's a man, his name's Todd Scarborough. He was the five-time uh, Mr. was five-time bodybuilder champion in Arkansas. And, and he reached out to me and, and we, we visited and we got him set up and like for these guys, these bodybuilders, they will they have to get in their pose when they're actually competing. They get in their pose and they've got everything so tight, they risk, and it, it, apparently it is quite common, that their the, the muscles in their abdomen particularly, and even their legs, will cramp up so bad when they are on stage that virtually paralyzes them and they can't move. Well, they've got to be able to move and keep these poses and all this stuff. So he started working and doing um, using our magnesium. And they got to where he could go through, you think it down to like 3% body fat, which is ridiculous as well. But in going through this process and using the magnesium every day, he was able to extend his workouts, recover at least half as fast, taking you know half the time for recovery. And he never cramped on stage after he started using our product. So from an extreme standpoint, came to realize that what you're doing every day through these exercises, they're wonderful. They're, they're smart in how they're doing it. They're rotating, you know, upper body, lower body, doing all the things they're supposed to do. They got their diet is clean, but they're putting this massive amount of stress on every cell in their body. They've got to get that supplemented because now the calcium gets nuts. The magnesium is low and everything is tight. And so when they get, and I'm sure a lot of your customers also understand this, that as they get closer to the competition, and they're they're strong, they're trying so hard to to be at their best. There's things that are compromised. They're, they're they may not think as clearly. They're certainly not resting as well as they should, and that's a largely can be supplemented very quickly with the magnesium. Because now the cells relax, the brain gets a chance to, to rest at night, and it's going to recharge. And so where everything else is so extreme, they, this is the one mineral that they have got to start supplementing in a big way, doing it the right way, to get this, this level of race back up in their body so that they can actually become that premier athlete they want to be. Yeah, and I won't get into it in uh, more detail because you just covered it with Todd, who actually um, I, I've met him and talked to him and in depth about magnesium. Uh, really interesting guy. But I had a, a client that was gearing up for a Utah bodybuilding show and was struggling with cramping and recovery. And the first thing I talked to him about was magnesium, making sure that he had the proper electrolyte water balance. And we went into that. This is a few years ago it made all the difference in the world for him to exactly what you just said. It was, it was uh, really pretty fascinating to hear because he had, he told me he'd never heard of magnesium as something that would be necessary for a bodybuilder. And yet uh, after he was done, told me that it maybe was the most helpful thing he, he had ever used. So uh, really interesting. I, I think athletes just get caught up in the stuff that is marketed so heavily towards them. And unfortunately, magnesium uh, isn't one of those things. And so it, it uh, sort of falls by the wayside. And it may be thing number one that they ought to be considering. Okay, so let's talk about this. You talked about the uh, topical application of magnesium, and you talked about the issues with oral supplementation, specifically oxide, which is probably the worst form of magnesium in terms of absorption. But even the better forms of magnesium, we, we lose more than we gain through the gut uh, when we take them orally, and uh, that can be 
seen very clearly as the laxative effect that magnesium uh, can cause. Uh, let's talk about alternative ways to get magnesium and what's the most efficient, how to use it, that type of thing. So at, at Health and Wisdom, uh, you have, you, you mentioned a gel and an oil. Uh, you also have the actual magnesium chloride in a, in a salt form, basically, that's used for soaking. Talk to us about those forms and, and how somebody should use them and what makes the most sense. Well, I want to talk just before that, because there, there's so many companies that are selling product. Uh, Purity matters. And our product is our magnesium oil, which is magnesium chloride. It's pharmaceutical quality, USB quality. It is. It comes from the U.S., and it is actually mined as a liquid, and then it's purified in an FDA audited facility, so they constantly get random checks to make sure. Our product is also used in pharmaceutical uh, industry in dialysis treatments. So anytime they need to supplement, because people on dialysis definitely need magnesium, it's our magnesium oil that's actually used in those. So the purity is there. And that's an important factor. What we have, the magnesium that we're talking about to supplement in the body is magnesium chloride. That has been proven to be the best form. It does not require any conversion within the body. It is, we have what's, it's called elemental magnesium, which means it's totally usable by the body. No extra work is required. When you use it topically, uh, there was, uh, we had a neurosurgeon who actually did our clinical trials for us years ago. And he, he found that the order of absorption that is the best, first is an IV, which most people aren't going to do that on a regular basis. Then we have a foot soak. And that foot soak is done 15 to 30 minutes a day. Initially, if you do it 30, for 30 days, your magnesium levels will raise significantly. You will notice the difference. Usually people notice the difference the first day. Foot soak is the best because it's concentrated. And again, that delivery method through the bottom of the feet. And for anyone who questions how effective that is, take a clove of garlic, crush it, and rub it on the bottom of your foot. And within seconds, you'll taste it. Once you've done that and you realize how quick magnesium gets in the body, through, I mean, when you get the taste in the body that quick, you know the magnesium is getting in just as quick. So it's really vital to understand that through the bottom of the feet is one of the best delivery methods for anything that we're going to use. So a foot soak is the best. A tub soak is second. And now it seems kind of weird that you're doing the only the feet versus the whole body. Again, the nerves that end in the feet, we've got this delivery pathway that's already opened up. That really is the quickest for people who have all over aches and pains, including fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, just I spend too much time in my, my intense sports or gardening or, you know, hauling kids around, you need a hot soak and you get the magnesium. Now you get everybody, it gets that outside in effect very quickly. Then we go to just a topical, which would be any of our liquids. The topical, most importantly to get it is bottom of the feet and around the toes. Again, take advantage of those delivery pathways. You can also use your hands. You can also use your ears. Uh, but the feet, again, is the most effective way. Oral is the least effective way. And it doesn't matter what form of magnesium you're using. Most of the forms that are very popular today are advertised as the least, the least amount of gut issues. Any form of magnesium is a laxative. I personally don't recommend uh, oral magnesiums. One, because they're ineffective. If we're looking, if, we're, if the purpose is to raise our magnesium levels, why take the least effective method 
and a lot of times the most expensive method to get it into our cells when I get it on your feet and it's there instantly. The reason that there's gut issues is because all forms of magnesium are laxatives. Not all laxatives work the same, like Hescara sagrada, Senna, those are very griping herbs that they work more from forcing matter through the colon, where magnesium works differently. It actually relaxes the colon, but it also is hygroscopic, which means it draws moisture from the surrounding area. So it actually is bringing moisture from the cells in the body that need the moisture into the colon. So you have this relaxed water slide effect. And when this happens, yes, it, it's a different type of laxative, but they all do this. So long-term oral use of magnesiums has the potential to create a dependency on laxatives. And back, I watch I'm showing my age here, but decades ago, there was a popular chocolate bar looking uh, product on the market that they used to say, it's addictive. Don't use it more than three or four days because it can be addictive. And we don't make that connection between any kind of a laxative. Anything we do with our body that is out of the natural function of the body has the potential to become addictive. So whether we are taking, you know, I don't care if it's, it's herbal teas loaded with caffeine as opposed to espresso. Okay. Same effect is there. Or we're taking laxatives in the form of magnesium supplement or Senna or Cascara Sagrada, we're still forcing our body to do something that's not natural. So oral is not my favorite by any means, mostly because it's ineffective for what we want to do. It can take three to five years for any oral supplementation to actually reach the cells because by the time you take enough of it to be of value at the cellular level, the diarrhea that comes is prohibitive for people to continue to take it. And there is no point because you lose nutrients and everything else. So the best way at the end of the day is what you will do consistently. If you will do a foot soak and love that moment, that's going to be best for you. If a tub soak is where your happy place is, use a tub soak. If you're just too busy, you're not going to get there, fine. Get it rubbed into your feet and hands every day, and that's going to be what's best for you. Oral, again, if that's what you have to do because that's really all you can do, you'll get there and you'll get some of the benefits. It's just not going to be the optimum. Okay, so let's talk about this foot soak thing because I had never done one uh, until you talked to me about it uh, a month or so ago when we were having a, a conversation on the phone. And it was not something that, frankly, I was excited about doing. Because I thought, oh, geez, now I got to, you know, I got to prepare this little tub and put a bunch of magnesium in it. And then I got to sit there. And you mentioned that the way you do it is that you uh, you do that in the morning and stand in it while you get uh, ready to go for the day. Is that right? That is correct. There are a few people in the world, and I apparently am one of those, that when they when they do magnesium at night, it actually keeps me awake. I have the same reaction to chamomile tea and vena, uh, 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 valerian. And I just, I react, I'm unlike anybody else you meet. So I'm just opposite of the whole world. But there are a few people. So I do it in the morning. And yeah, I, I will stand in it while I'm doing my hair and my makeup. And that's about 10 minutes for me. And and that's all I need to do. But it works in my schedule. So I'm not really doing anything extra. Well, and when you mentioned that, I that was when I thought, oh, well, you know, I sit at a chair at my computer 
for at least an hour or two a day, uh, either prepping radio or uh, working on inventory at uh, Vitality Nutrition or whatever it is, I thought, you know, this actually is something that probably doesn't really change my schedule all that much either. And so I loved that you put a world, a real world spin on it uh, b- before you or when you were talking to me about it. And so that next radio show that I recorded, my feet were actually in a tub of uh, magnesium chloride. And I recorded the whole show, <laughs> the whole show that way. And it was fine. I mean, as long as I didn't slosh around too much, you know, you couldn't hear it or anything. I've placed orders and I've watched Netflix and I've done interviews like this and I've all kinds of different ways that I'm using it, but I'm never wasting any time. It takes me about a minute to get the tub, put the warm water in there, dump the magnesium in it and put it under the table. And then uh, aside from that, it's, it's easy. And what I've learned that I think is really, really cool is that it really does work. Now, I have taken oral magnesium for a long, long time. And we may have a little bit of a differing opinion on this. I really have had good success with magnesium glycinate as an oral form, which I personally believe is the best oral form. But uh, 100%, I can only take so much before I get to that uh, you know, level of, of laxative effect. And as I have been experimenting with this, and this is really you know, like real world experimentation with myself over the last month or so. As I've been soaking my feet, I've found that um, I've been able to reduce my oral magnesium intake dramatically. I take about 25% of what I was taking, and I, I experienced nothing uh, in the way of an, uh, what I would consider any kind of an excess laxative effect. I'm only taking 200 milligrams now, and I, and I split it up 100 milligrams morning, 100 milligrams at night, and I've, I've actually experimented without it. I've experimented with it and have been doing the foot soaks all along with the exception of a week when I was um, out of town and and didn't take that with me. And then I rubbed it on my feet while I was gone, which was your gel I was rubbing on my feet and it was good, but it wasn't as good. There's no doubt in my mind that you've, you've nailed this in terms of the foot soak being the most efficient way because my, the difference of taking 800 milligrams of magnesium glycinate, which I did for several months uh, which was the max I ever used versus doing a foot soak, a foot soak and doing either no oral magnesium or a little oral magnesium was dramatic. And uh, like, I can't even tell you how big of an impact uh, it's made in terms of keeping me loose. And uh, I've talked about this thing that I've got going on with my hip where I have a tendon that tightens up on me. And if I'm doing the magnesium and I'm avoiding sugar, that combination of those two things it's, I, I almost can't feel a thing in my hip. And if I uh, get too much sugar or not enough magnesium, then boom, I notice it a lot. And the foot soak has been awesome. I actually look forward to it now. And I thought it was going to be a pain. I mean, I really was not excited about this idea you gave me, Joan. I was like, come on, man, give me something easy. I don't want to do this. And now I like it. I look forward to it. I do it almost every day. I, I miss a day here and there now, but, uh, not very often. And I, you told me, I think 20 minutes you thought was ideal. I think it was you that told me that. I may have read it somewhere else. I find that I just sit there and let them soak and I'll do 30, 40, 50 an hour. Uh, and if the water gets a little too cold, then I'll just dump some hot water in there, and warm it back up. 
that, you know, I'm going to move you over to the list of those customers that actually paid attention and did what I said. Well done, Jared. <laughs> yeah, I, I love and there's it. There's a couple I, of things. I did not expect it, but I love it. Anyway, go ahead. Well, there's a couple things because some of your customers are going to go, oh, I can just go pick up Epsom salts and it'll be the same thing. That's not the case. Epsom salts is magnesium sulfate. And it is, you know, on the shelf, it's, it's super inexpensive, but they work opposite of each other. Magnesium sulfate, which is Epsom salts, is a great detoxifier, and you'll absorb a little bit of magnesium, but the magnesium chloride, you will absorb tons of magnesium and detoxify a little bit. So depending on what you're doing, it would be two total different products that you're, you're going to do. So you don't want to get confused and use Epsom, Epsom salts for magnesium, raising your magnesium levels. Another thing, too, which you mentioned, that when you're, you're doing this, especially in the beginning, people want to be very careful until they know how their body's going to respond. When you did your first radio show doing a foot soak, I'm impressed you weren't snoring by the end of the show because you, some people get so relaxed. They're just, they cannot hardly stay awake. Or if you're getting it in the bathtub and you're using the bath crystals, be very careful when you get out of the tub because... There's been times for me, I am not a fan of soaking in a tub. There are so many other things I should be doing. Uh, that to me, it is, it is anything but relaxing. But if I'm super sick, I, I will actually sometimes venture to there. But people who actually enjoy this, you have to be careful because you can get so relaxed, you don't want to fall getting out of the tub and having a problem. So you learn how your body responds at the beginning. Like, don't do your first foot soak when you have to go to a big event and actually be awake. You know, make sure that you're not sure you're going to be napping. Well, and that's the first three hours of your party. That brings me to uh, the next story in my uh, history of experimenting with magnesium. When I was at a uh, trade show, I don't know, I can't tell you, five years ago, six years ago or something like that. In fact, the very trade show is coming up in two weekends from now. I received a free sample, and I, and I may be wrong about which trade show it was, but it doesn't matter. I received a free sample. At the end of a trade show day, my feet are so sore and so tired. When I was 20 years old, I made a big mistake uh, by jumping off of somebody's roof after I was done cleaning out the rain gutter, and I did permanent damage to both of my feet. I, I broke them up pretty good. And now, thankfully, being a uh, primarily in retail for a living, I stand on my feet all the time. But the trade shows are the worst because I'm a talker and I'm a listener and I like to really dig in and understand what people are talking about. So I'll spend, you know, half an hour, an hour at a booth uh, being educated, standing still and then walking around on concrete for the rest of the show. And at the end of the show, I, I hurt. I mean, my feet really do hurt. They'll throb at night. Uh, I, I can't even put a blanket on them sometimes. And so uh, one of your people actually gave me a little tiny, like single bath size bottle of your uh, bath uh, crystals. And I uh, put them in the tub at the hotel that I was at that night. And this is funny because I do not take baths as a general rule. I'm exactly like you. I'm like, man, I could be doing something a lot more productive than this. So I'm in the shower. I get what needs to be done, done, and I'm out. But I laid down in the bathtub and just soaked with these crystals. And I don't know how long it was, but I don't think it was 10 or 15 minutes. I passed out. I mean, I was gone. And I was out for at least an hour and a half. I woke up because the water was so cold. I was uncomfortable. And then yeah, now I, everything's tight again. 
Yeah. And then I got in bed and I slept like a baby. It was amazing. And that's when I for, was, was the first time I'd ever done anything topically with magnesium. Uh, was the first, I'd never taken an Epsom salt bath before either. So I'd never done any type of a bath with any type of magnesium before. And I frankly, it, 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 it was, it was um, Todd that told me about this and he, he gave it to me. He said, just put this in the bath tonight and just see how it goes. And I did. And I went back the next day and I ordered product from your company for the first time. And I told him this stuff is amazing. I'm going to tell everybody about this stuff. And since I've been doing the foot soak, it's just so much better. And I have found that I am relaxed. I'm kind of Gumby-like at the end, but uh, it doesn't make me sleepy. And of course, it affects everybody differently. But when I get in bed afterwards, I'm calm and relaxed. And I feel like I sink into that mattress better than I usually do. So absolutely awesome stuff. And, and that I think is that's the key point there is that however your body responds initially, whether you need to do it at morning, at night, at noontime, the bigger thing is like even for me doing it in the morning, I sleep better at night because it's still the, the mineral that we need. The magnesium needs to be in the cells to help us sleep and just function better. It's amazing. Well, I, Something I, so simple. Yeah, we need to wrap this up, but I, but I love what you said, and, and I, I want to wrap it up with this. It's important to understand that magnesium is not like um, vitamin C, where you take it and a few hours later, your body eliminates it. And if you want more vitamin C, you got to get more vitamin C. Magnesium is a mineral that needs to be in our tissues uh, at all times, and we need to build it up over time. It's not an instant thing. You can often, just like I experienced, instantly feel it. But just because you feel it in that one dose, you're not there. And as you use it more consistently, and I've noticed this with these foot soaks over the last month or so that I've been doing them, I get more and more of the benefits. It doesn't just stop at the, the initial day's benefit that I noticed that first time. And so the more, just like you said, taking it in the morning or using it in the morning doesn't mean it's not going to be effective that night. I believe that the more you get those stores up, I, I compare it to a reservoir and the higher we fill that reservoir to the point where we get it topped off and, and just keep it there, we're going to eliminate those magnesium deficiency symptoms we talked about at the top. Well, and it even works from the standpoint where if you have an upcoming event that you know is going to be stressful, this is a big thing around Thanksgiving and Christmas and family holidays that people tend to dread for whatever reason, that if you know you're, you're going to have something stressful coming up, do your magnesium soak before. Make sure that you're, 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 you're loading on the front end, basically, to, to get that benefit. You will manage stressful situations so much better when you've got that magnesium reserve that you mentioned, and, and your life will just be a lot easier. I 100% agree. Joan, thank you so much for joining me on Vitality Radio. Your products are Health and Wisdom uh, is the brand. Uh, there is uh, magnesium gel, magnesium oil, these bath crystals we've been talking about. If you have more questions, you know how to reach us. Call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801 801- 292-6662 and we'll be happy to educate you on the different forms and uh, go over the options for you to make sure that you get a form that is right for you and your family. Joan, again, thank you so much for your wisdom and uh, for the information that you shared. I think it's incredibly valuable for the people listening to this show. Jared, thank you so much and keep up the great work. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. So that was Joan Schrader from Health and Wisdom. She is, as I mentioned before, a wealth of knowledge. And I love that her company name is Health and Wisdom because she's got 
uh, tons of wisdom on how to achieve optimal health. It's a great name uh, for a great brand. And as you know, if you're a regular listener to Vitality, I don't bring anybody on here that I don't think is absolutely promoting something that I believe will help you. Uh, in a real and significant way. So uh, once again, an excellent interview with Joan. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. And the best way to do that now is digitally share it on one of those uh, podcast apps. If you are willing to take a few minutes, I would greatly appreciate a review. And hopefully it's a five-star one and uh, a subscription as well. Uh, We want to get this information out to as many people as we possibly can to help them lead a more vital life. Thank you so much for listening to me, Jared St. Clair. This is my Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.